0: Welcome once again to I Don't Get It, the Pop Culture Get Up My Lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons who are also at the end of their 40s,
1: in in, in the middle of the same
0: time. In the middle of the end. In the middle of the end. In the middle of the end. At the beginning of the end, at the middle of the the start, yes.
1: You are in the final month. Of your forty
0: eighth year, Bill. Forty seventh year. Forty seventh. No,
1: see, people keep doing that. Uh-huh. You are forty seven years old. Oh, you are living year. in your forty eighth year, right? Yeah, I'm like that. I'm exactly. I always had.
0: I had this problem with like you know. I, it always confused me when you'd say the nineteenth century. I'm like, oh, so the nineteen hundreds. You know, I still hate that to this day. I can't stand it. So those people, and
1: you're uh, and you're an educated man. Think about all the morons out there.
0: Hey, wait a minute. Uh, those guys, uh, the ones I was just speaking about, are staring down the prospect of their entertainment irrelevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises. As everybody knows, is the company which expertly adds the federally allowable maximum levels of rat feces and insect oh, segments to perishable foodstuffs oh, before Bill. canning.
1: Bill, we had like five people who were like, oh, this might be a funny podcast. Let me listen to it. And they just shut it it's off. An, this is an
0: important job
1: you got to bring in the rat feces and the uh, in, even the insect segments. Look, a man,
0: too far dude. I don't know what to tell you. Look, if you're going to make mill chili in a Guadalajara, Mexico-based uh, food factory, you, you, good luck making it without some rat feces I, in there. That's I, all I'm telling I you. I
1: think that is realistic. But A, you just said it was like purposely being added in. And B, you don't have to bring it up as part of a joke two minutes into our
0: podcast. Oh, it's not a you joke. See
1: what, sure. You see what I put up with people? You hear this?
0: They can't hear you. No one can hear you. No, they
1: shut it off. They can't <laughs> hear it. Uh, I am Noah Tarno. I'm your other co-host. I'm the founder and the senior quiz master of the big quiz thing, the trivia game show, spectacular.
0: And Noah, it's uh, it is ironically, it's death that brings us together today. Our topic is the yes. ce- celebration yeah, ironic, of life.
1: Not ironic, but okay. Let's-
0: yeah, well, that's the thing. Because this is something that's been a sensation uh, for a good number of years now, about a decade. We're talking about a comic book character. And, you know, yes. uh, maybe you get the impression from me and Noah that our metier is actually comic books. Or at least one we're of our... comic. We're comic geeks. Yeah. We're, we
1: we are slash we're comic geeks. Correct. We're, nah, we're still... We'll, once a geek, always a geek. It's like being a Marine. Is exactly was. like being a Marine. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: exactly like being a Marine except for the physical fitness, <laughs> yeah. the esprit de corps, and the haircut. You're absolutely <laughs> yeah, right. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah, we're talking about a comic book character who has uh, sort of been a decade-long sensation now. It um, is not a new phenomenon necessarily, but in the grand scheme of things, on planet Earth, it's new. If you keep like geological glacial epochal time, yes, it's yes, new. Yes, on
1: a geological scale, this comic book character is. It's you y- know, If you put the if you put all of history yeah. as like yeah. the height of the Empire State Building, yeah. this character would constitute. Uh, a a half of a grain of rice at the very top of
0: the spider. yes, a couple of yeah. a couple of femtometers probably yes, yeah. probably
1: probably less than that. Bill's making a point that this is ten years old, but it's 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 on people's lips for yes. a reason. This oh, type yeah. character. So 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 tell us more about not Kamala Khan, not Kamala like Kamala Harris, but Kamala Khan
0: yeah. like the Ugandan former Giant.
1: World Wrestling Federation superstar Kamala the Ugandan headhunter.
0: Yes, so we're talking about Miss Marvel, MS. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel? Marvel. All right. Miss Marvel, the superhero Marvel. guys of uh, Kamala Khan, a character who was created by a uh, Marvel Comics team of uh, Sana Amanat, G. Willow Wilson, Adrian Alfona, uh, the fourth character as such to take the name of Miss Marvel. It's just one of these, her- the comic book companies do this where it's very confusing. Especially Miss Marvel has been. Not, there's no planning. It's just every every couple of decades that they add a new character who's got, who uses this name. That's comic book shit. We're gonna say that. There's a phrase called comic book shit. We're gonna probably we're gonna use that right. phrase a bunch in this episode. There's also a phrase I didn't realize
1: like it's become a phrase. Comic book death. I read the Wikipedia page for comic. Oh, interesting. Book death, yeah. Which is extremely relevant to
0: yeah. it. And exactly. Right. That's kind of the whole point here. So. Uh, Kamala Khan first appeared in uh, Captain Marvel Comics, in, uh, number 14, August 2013. That was the genesis of the character. Um, in a sense, she is a 16-year-old Pakistani-American from Jersey City in New Jersey who idolizes uh, Carol Danvers, the blonde played by Brie Larson in Captain Marvel in the Marvel Comics movies. Even so if you don't know her comic books, she's a pretty popular character, and people like her in the movies. And the first Captain Marvel movie with Brie Larson was a gigantic smash. I might have made over a billion dollars. I don't think of it. No, Um, I don't think it was that. It it went pretty crazy. Anyway, um, yeah, and and, and there's the sequel coming towards the end of this year, and that's also why this is kind of timely. So Kamala Khan was given her own Miss Marvel series, which premiered Feb of of 14. Uh, It also marked the first time a Muslim character uh, led their own comic book. Seems ridiculous, but uh, that's where we're at. From
1: from one of the major publishers. From one
0: of the major publishers. I, Let's
1: yeah. be clear about that.
0: Yeah. The first collected volume of the series was uh, Miss Marvel Volume 1, No Normal. In 2015, it won the Hugo Award for Best Graphic Story, which is actually a pretty impressive bit of uh, fiction-doing. Uh, as of uh, August 2018, uh, Ms. Marvel has sold half a million trade paperbacks, not including digital, because they don't, they don't put those kind of uh, figures out. And uh, Ms. Marvel, a live-action Disney Plus series centered on Kamala Khan, uh, debuted in June 8 of 2022. It's part of that whole Marvel Cinematic Universe thing. Uh, that was her breakout on the, on the small screen, I should say. And the actress in that series is played by Iman Vellani. The doing-
1: actress is played by her?
0: The actress playing her is Iman Villani. Yeah, see. See, uh, see,
1: see what he has to put up with for me, folks?
0: Uh, and she will be reprising said role in the sequel sequel to Captain Marvel called The Marvels coming out this fall, feature film. Um, only one of two this year. I think Marvel is not doing, I think they're just doing two features this year. Am I wrong? They well, did they Ant-
1: just did Guardians of the Galaxy. All
0: right, three. So it's Ant-Man, this one, uh, and, yeah. yeah, Quantumania. And, and Marvels, Man. that's it? That's, that's three. it? Yeah. That's hey, all? That's the Bob, the Bob, shape, the Bob Iger restructuring right. things. Right. The okay, when are the they shit.
1: rebooting Spider-Man again?
0: Anyway, the origin of the character goes as such. Again, because we're talking about the character across many pieces of media and whatnot. The origin of the character goes as such. This is interesting. This is a little bit of how the sausage is made. If you, Especially if you compare this to how Stan Lee created freaking Peter Parker or, or whatever. This is a very different structure of, of comic book lore. Uh, so the origin goes that uh, author G. Willow Wilson, who was a genre fiction writer, young person, I want to say in her 30s or so, received an invitation from the senior VP of Marvel to sit down with an editor, a senior editor named Sana Amanat, who was a, a director, yeah, an editor of Marvel Entertainment. Anyway, so the process of creating Kamala Khan was detailed. Um, the people wanted a, uh, the, the idea, the remit was they wanted a Muslim teenage American girl. Uh, they had to beat the sort of details out. They settled on Pakistani because that's uh, Sana Amanat's nationality. In fact, a lot of it is she's Pakistani American Muslim girl who grew up in New Jersey. That's a lot of the template for who this character is. So it came out of the mind, I think, of Sana Amanat. And she wanted a writer essentially to give it breath and flush it out. Um, And in doing so, they kind of expected a shit tide of, uh, you know, bullshit coming their way from people. Apparently, I'm sure they've gotten some some hate from traditionalists and some, you know, people who, you know, this was still... I mean, Traditionalist. well you know what I'm saying what a
1: nice way what a nice way of saying racist.
0: Racist, yeah okay racists that's probably a better term for it uh, no, they, I hear I, I just they said you know, it, they I get said, spicy about this stuff they said it wasn't it, it turned out to be not so bad uh, that they would even consider you know blanching from you know putting the character out there in the world um, and you know people who I think who liked the idea of the character saw a lot of positive representation and that it was so specific, it was so lived in, that that's an actual Pakistani-American community right across the um, Hudson River, New Jersey. And so that, you know, Well, I think that's valuable
1: because Jersey City has sort of become this quote-unquote sixth borough. And since New York City has really always been so central in the Marvel Universe, like two-thirds of the heroes live there, it makes sense to look just outside New York City. And I believe there actually is quite a large Pakistani American Muslim community in Jersey City. I did read they originally thought about making her um from one of the uh, Middle Eastern countries in Dearborn, Michigan, which apparently Dearborn, Michigan has like the biggest population of Iraqis outside Iraq anywhere have, in the world. Eritrean. Like yeah, yeah, like they're almost like Chaldeans and Eritreans. Huge yeah. I no idea why. You know what it is with those cities? It's interesting. I I learned this when I went to Winnipeg, Manitoba in high school. Winnipeg has a monstrous Um, Icelandic community and they basically said sometime in the 1800s one dude one really like influential dude from Iceland settled in Winnipeg because hey it's cold right he settles in Winnipeg, and since everyone knew this dude from his town, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna come to Canada. Let's go to Winnipeg." And then, oh, that's where all the so it literally starts with one dude. So that might be how a place like Dubai. well, that's how the, that's how the City Swedes, is.
0: The Swedes got to uh, Minnesota probably the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah, but
1: they're all. It's not one city. They're all over Minnesota, Wisconsin, right. yeah. and Wisconsin, and not just the Swedes, the Norwegians, and the Danes. You get you
0: the gun, yeah, the, gust the of, uh, sins Faro of
1: the Faroe Islanders and all that anyway yeah. please continue
0: Laplanders uh so here's yeah. the timing essentially why we're talking about this so according to a Marvel Comics news release this week uh they're, they they oh,
1: no, sent- no 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 a leak a leak it started all with right. a leak to reddit right right Quote, unquote right. leak
0: it was it was a trial balloon it was you know it was certainly they trial they, they really wanted to get this out there and of course it was a leak but you know, let's consider it a press release. Say, say what you will. So uh, apparently, the news was going to be that um, Kamala Khan, who currently uh, does not have her own comic book right at the moment, is is been co-starring in the Amazing Spider-Man sort of flagship book. She's
1: supporting character, co-starring is, is- whatever. I don't
0: know. Anyway. Don't be pedantic for a minute. Just let me have this. So I'm okay. being very pedantic. I, tonight, I believe me. Yeah. I know. There's a microphone running. Everybody hears you. Yeah. Me. yeah. yeah. Um, so apparently, the wording from from Marvel Comics was that Miss Marvel makes a heroic sacrifice in the Ultimate Marvel Comics manner, uh, and this is the upcoming next week's uh, issue, Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man number 26. So uh, then the company will will publish something called Fallen Friend, the death of Miss Marvel, which is essentially an anthology one shot with a bunch of stories. So all right, and before I hand it off to Noah. So a pretty good quote from Polygon that called this, you know, this is what you said before about comic book death and comic book shit. This is naked comic book shenanigans. It's cruel to play shenanigans with an audience that has so few Muslim superheroes, much less, you know, know, superheroes known outside of comics to go around. Teen girl superheroes, for that matter. It's telling that the character's death is already inspiring certain celebratory racist reactions on social media, end quote. Uh, that's why I suggest this, because we are uh, coming up upon a milestone. You know, it may be significant, it may be not, but um, next week is sort of a little bit of a, a flag in this a soil. But anyway, I don't know what your experience with uh, Ms. Marvel or, or any of this stuff was beforehand, Noah, but tell me a little bit about your experience.
1: Okay, so I I was aware of Kamala Khan, you know, 10 years ago. I, I read very few new comics now, folks. I, I read old comics and actually... Anyone who knows me knows I've always been way more a DC guy than Marvel. So I, you know, I have a subscription to DC Infinite, their online thing where you can read 80% of every comic they've ever published. So, you know, actually these days I read a lot of old DC comics, very few Marvel, and I listen to podcasts about comics. Uh, so I read very little current stuff. And when I do, it, sometimes it clicks with me. Uh, so I feel like 10 years ago, I read a couple her stories and just went, great. So I, in preparation for this, I reread a couple issues of her first series 10 years ago and her origin and all that. And I actually, you know, you didn't mention she has her own show on um, on Disney+. Plus. No, I,
0: I did mention that. Yeah, that came up.
1: Okay, then I'm wrong. Uh, one season? They've done one season? Are they planning another? So far,
0: I think it's six episodes.
1: Six, that's all, right. So I watched the first episode of that. Uh, both the comic and that episode I thought were fine. Good, but for kids for teens which is okay you know that's fine um perfectly competent entertainment superhero entertainment you know not for me but pleasant enough um you know i'm glad like the reasons you said i'm glad she exists because she's different you know i mean when we were kids every nine tenths of the superheroes were the same you know there was the white american guys and then the token girl and then the token black guy you know that was it um and yes representation matters and i mean I asked you before we we went live on the mics, like, is she actually popular? Because I don't know the way comics work anymore, and our series keep getting canceled, and right now she's, you know, just, as we say, a supporting character for Spider-Man. You know, are, are people, are kids actually reading her, or Muslim girls actually liking her, or girls who aren't Muslim but, you know, feel like they're an outsider for some reason? Or is it just, like, critics and lefty nerds like us who actually like her? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing she's got to have something. Disney doesn't the, do the numbers shows that they've
0: released everything. haven't been so bad. So I'm assuming that right, there's definitely right. some heat. And, yeah,
1: and she's going to show up in this movie. Uh I mean, one thing you didn't say is that they're killing her. Comic book death. Nobody stays dead. I mean, hardly anyone ever stays dead. I mean, uh, who has stayed dead? Uncle uh, Spider-Man's Uncle Ben. Uh, you know, and, and Batman's parents. That's almost literally it. Um, you know, every character comes back. I mean, I can't believe they brought back Jason Todd, the Robin who was killed when we were kids. It's just ridiculous. So there is no way she's going to die and she's going to stay dead. It was never intended. And, and and the scuttlebutt is that she's dead. They're obviously going to bring her back in time for Marvels and they want to bring her back so that they can align the character with the, the cinematic version of her better, which is Fine. I mean, they've done, you know, remember when we were in high school, they killed Superman and they always intended to bring him back, right? And around the same time, they broke Batman's back so Bruce Wayne couldn't be Batman and they always intended to bring him back and they did, they brought those people back and both of those stories were great, you know, even though we knew that this permanent thing was not permanent. But at this point, it's become a lazy trope that got me, one of the reasons I stopped reading comics about 15 years ago. I always described it as they tell me to care, but they don't make me care, Right? Now, if I end up reading the story of her dying and then the fallen friend one shot or whatever, and I go, wow, that was really dramatic, a great story, I'll change my mind about this. But my impulse when I see they kill a character and they say, oh, my God, big... Marvel said, "Um, the most shocking issue of Amazing Spider-Man in 50 years. So comparing it to Gwen Stacy, Spider-Man's girlfriend, Gwen Stacy, died. And I guess she only came back as a clone or something. Uh, And another Marvel quote is, the heart of the Marvel universe has stopped beating now join the other heroes of the Marvel universe the creators of Ms Marvel and comic fans everywhere in honoring and remembering one of Marvel's brightest stars. And I'm just like shut the fuck up, right? Like just stop telling me to care, make write a story that makes me care. So that annoys me. But, you know, what's going on here is that you know, people are commenting, people are saying more than I'm saying. They're saying it's lazy storytelling. But they're also saying this is flat out. People are saying this is offensive, right? Like you mentioned this. You're you're you said cruel. You're killing the one Muslim character. Killing one of the few teen girl characters. Uh, you know, people. I think this is being blown way out of proportion. How dare you do it? An Asian and Pacific Islander Appreciation Month. Like okay, I, you know, even putting aside the fact that they're not actually killing her. People are like, you know, the writer should be fired. This is racist. I, I don't like using the word racist for things that... I like reserving it for things that are actually hateful. That's me. I just, I don't like when it's thrown around really willy-nilly. And frankly, there is a lot of instances where I think it applies. Way too many in our culture. But I don't think this does, even if this was a mistake. And I don't... I mean, it's a mistake because I think it's bad storytelling... She's coming back in like six months. She's gonna be in this movie, so that kind of thing is blown out of proportion. People, there's a term in comics also called "fridging," uh, or women in refrigerators, which was coined by Gail Simone, who's a does she still write comics? Um,
0: yeah, I believe she does. She's kind of more. She's like a Twitter personality more than anything these days. I've seen she was
1: a huge. I mean, again, I was more DC, but when I was still reading twenty years ago, she was everywhere, right? And she she was like the big. She mainly wrote, you know, female protagonists. She had this great series, Birds of Prey, which was like this team of um, DC superheroines. And um, she came up with this term, women in refrigerators are fridging. And it comes from a late 80s, late 90s Green Lantern story where uh, the Green Lantern at the time, Kyle Rayner, is shocked and upset and goes to this horrible arc of grief because some villain killed his girlfriend and he found her dead body stuffed in a refrigerator. And it's about how female characters, often in comics, and then it's you know been extended to other, other uh, mediums or other media, are are just used as their their pain or their death is mm. is merely used as a prop to explore the grief of male characters. Um, so people are claiming they are fridging Ms. Marvel you know, so Spider-Man can feel sad, right? And they're like, oh, but she was never that close to Spider-Man. And the cover of Fallen Friend or whatever shows Spider-Man sad. So is it really about Kamala Khan, uh, sorry, Kamala Khan dying or is it about Spider-Man sad? I, I don't see that, but I again, I haven't read the story. I hope this focuses on her and her legacy, presumably, because she, I mean, she is a character with her own backstory and her own orbit, whereas I feel like The characters I think of as fridging are usually just start-to-finish supporting characters. The girlfriend, of Green Lantern, that kind of thing. So you have people getting, you know, people more on our side of the political spectrum getting upset about this. I think blowing it out of proportion. I think jumping to the, this is racist, someone should get fired, which is something inspired by social media, which I think is very corrosive in our society. But then, of course, you have the other side of it. And I watched a few videos of people talking about this, and these videos were... They scraped my soul, like my soul was a fucking chalkboard, and the nails were running down it. These in-cell basement dwelling, I will say it, racist pieces of shit, talking about no one ever uh, liked. This we just character. lost like, that part fucking, of the audience. Look at look at these nerds and these weirdos getting so upset. You know, I, this is owning the libs. I mean you know this is the sh- i mean this is a real problem in our society i think we all know this because you know that side elected president a man who basically embodies that attitude um so you have two sides i think are both wrong i mean obviously one i sympathize with more i think they're blowing it out of proportion i think the other side is using it as a tool to continue their badness um i don't know i think this whole situation killing her i, I think the, okay we're talking about a lot of things here i think the character is fine you know on balance a good thing i think the fact that they're killing her is lazy but again not a big deal it's tropey I, yeah. I don't know it, it very lazy trope but whatever you know it's marvel they're not I mean, despite what they're doing in florida they are not uh they are not um um philanthropists right they're, they're trying to make a buck <laughs> that's true so if this is what works for their movies fine whatever welcome to america welcome to the world
0: yeah I, th- I don't think i need to comment on the death thing because it is it is completely transient it's just a publishing trend um yeah I- but you
1: see my point is like fine it's transient it's a publishing trend but the fact that she's dead it's so yeah, sad like yeah. shut up like i've seen plenty of superhero deaths where it's barely commented upon. Like of course he's gonna come back in a. The few last
0: months. last time we saw this was uh, two thousand five with the death of Captain America, and that was actually a great. I was it lasted a year or so, two years. And it was yeah. actually a great story, and it,
1: it, I, I always so, meant to read that because I do love really Captain good. America, and I heard it was good. Yeah.
0: What yeah. I think is that, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it you one of the bigger issues you're talking about there is people who can't um, read media anymore. They just don't understand storytelling and, you know, trends and whatnot. Anyway, that's the thing. I, I can't say that better than you did, but. Um, you know this character. One of the things that is really important to mention is that the reason why this character is—I'll um, restate it—is that Kamala Khan fangirls the existing blonde, sort of you know Aryan waspy existing preeminent superhero Carol Danvers, the Brie Larson character, who's been around, I think, since the um, I think the mid '70s, in one respect or another. The and- female.
1: Uh, see, here's how I remember it. Marvel had their own Captain Marvel in the '60s, the, the space guy, yeah. the alien dude. That was that was, the seven, the, that was the '70s. Yeah, but still, that was the '70s. But yeah. then he dies. Yeah. In and
0: 1980, I, have a, I
1: had a version of the death, a graphic novel, the death of Captain Marvel in French that I bought when I went to France when I was seven. Uh, then they made Captain Marvel the black woman, right? Who's also in the movie. And then by the nine so when was Carol Danvers' version
0: introduced? Carol Danvers was like seventy-five. She showed up. She really, was, she was an accessory. Yeah, again, I don't want to get. So she
1: coexisted with Marvel, the space guy. Yes, in
0: fact, she got her powers. She was she was in the okay. uh, in that book. I didn't version, know that. She got her powers from an explosion, a lot like the movie had. Um, again, that's that's comic book shit. It's just it's kind of it's like I also I look if you give me a chance, I would love to talk about Miss Marvel's powers. But it's not worth talking about. The origin is <laughs> yes, so baroque. Anyway.
1: The, the, see, see, this is this is the risk if we talk about a comic book. We're not going to slide down exactly. our little we're not gonna rabbit it. holes. But this yeah.
0: character was created, you know, I mean, I I, I use the term AstroTurf. And I don't, I don't mean it bad in this case, but it was, it was a ploy. Whereas Stan Lee just sort of, one would assume, oh yeah, let's have a guy get angry and turn, turn green. And, and let's, you know, there was nothing about representation. They were just selling pop fiction. That was... A byproduct of of you know Isaac Asimov and, and well I Ray I do find like it that.
1: interesting that all those guys DC and Marvel all of them were Jewish yes and that, and that is all super the characters all the characters were wasps
0: yeah now I had right. that as one of my later on notes right we'll like that, all
1: yeah. those I mean you could read subtext that Superman was that Superman was Jewish he sure. was an immigrant he was a refugee but all the as far as they were explicitly say they were all square jawed American white but i christian think men, that you know? the choice
0: of making her a fan inside marvel like this is so this is levels and levels of, of ref, self-referential thing where you have one character who's a superhero is fangirling about another superhero you know and it's like you have to pick then the superhero that this one character would idolize and you'd have to kind of like it's it's very self-referential. Not that comics aren't self-referential anyway, but this is a way of kind of like turning uh, the character into an audience surrogate in a way that has has quite, kind of quite never been done this way before. Don't get me wrong. Spider-Man was supposed to be a teenager when he popped up in 1961 with problems and his little sweater vest and his his nerdy little uh, specs and his high hairline he was supposed to look like a teenager of that day with things that teenagers do he's so far removed from that now this is a bit of a return to that but the whole idea of making it a fan is very digger it's very of the moment and that's the sort of modern postmodern gloss on this um
1: yeah, and the first episode of the TV show, actually, yeah. also in the first comic, she's going to an Avengers convention yes. That's, and cosplay as, yeah, as so, Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 this, this it's, is yeah.
0: you know what it's, it's it, most for the history of comic books in you know and and you know things that are spent spun out into IP based fiction even today. It's some guy named Stevie Tomerson. Digs around, finds an amulet. It turns him into hawk wing guy, right? That's you know, or it's something like that. It's like, oh, I never yeah. could believe it could happen to me, and i now I'm super superhero guy. Well, William, William Cat with the Rith suit, you know, and right. Greatest American we, Hero.
1: We haven't mentioned the first Captain Marvel, the character now known as Shazam, now owned by DC Comics. Talk about a fantasy. He's a little boy who gets hit by magic lightning and turns into an adult superhero. I mean, that is the clearest audience surrogate superhero. Ever. I've learned a lot about Captain Marvel and I know at least three things to be true. One, she blasted through Thanos' fleet like the flaming angel. And you know what? She looked good doing it. So Bill, again, this is one of these, you know, multi-pronged topics. So you tell me that Kamala Khan has caught on. Why? Why do people care? That they're killing her. Why is that a story that we are drawn to as a topic? And why are both sides, in my opinion, blown it the fuck out of proportion? I mean, I guess it's the same as the second.
0: Yeah, well that second part again, I'm just going to chalk up to the fact that people need clicks, people like the hype machine, whether they are being uh, facetious, I, I don't know. It that doesn't really matter to me. People have done this since the beginning of time. They got angry when Superman was killed in 92. And, and it turned to did, the, did they get angry about that? They got very they got very angry about it. Yes. I
1: don't remember people getting angry.
0: Very much so. And Batman I remember people shit. going, "Oh, out-
1: you know they're going to bring him back." And DC going, "Of course we're going to." Still gonna an bring outrage back. machine.
0: Superman. People even if they yeah. thought it was inevitable, they didn't want to see it. But yeah. let's talk about the popularity simply because Com- Kamala Khan is a fresh addition to the Marvel Comics repertoire Kamala Kamala sorry which is still these comic books for the most part unless they've been kind of race and gender swapped which is a little bit something else that's been de rigueur lately but let's leave that aside for one second you know, there's a lot of Ernie and Chip Douglas looking motherfuckers in comics. That was what the mold <laughs> of these guys were from the beginning. That's uh, my three sons. Everybody, look it up if you well, don't know. I know. What a,
1: I just I, I haven't heard of my three sons. And like like
0: in a Noah, time. you said it perfectly. It, they these a lot of these characters. The genesis, the moment that they came from, was the early 60s. It was Jewish immigrants, children of Jewish immigrants wow. in New York. They were first generation Americans. Wow! Well,
1: no, look at look at the 30s. Yeah. It was World War Two. Superman was a refugee from Eastern Europe. No, no, no. Captain the, America was fighting Hitler. The
0: creators, you know? the cre- the men who did it, were first generation. Yeah. They were first generation. Yes, Americans. their parents were yes. Jewish immigrants from Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe. Yes, exactly. they, are, they
1: are. They are. They are like my grandparents. They're like your grandparents. They're literally the same people they, as my grandparents. They
0: were the tastemakers of so much of our popular... Literally the same people. Uh, so much of our, our pop fiction. These guys, the, the, the guys who changed their names to, you know, Stanley Martin Lieber DGs yeah, his name it in terms Stanley. of Stanley. Exactly. And Jakob What Kurt, was Jack
1: what was Jack Kurtz? Yeah, Jakob was
0: Jack? Kurtzberg. Jakob Kurtzberg. Holy shit. And he, he came, yeah. And all these guys. Gil Kane. Go on down the line. These guys all they, they, yeah. G- they DG they Gil, Gil Kane Cain was Shlomo Gershkowitz. That, that, that's look it up. It's it's confirmable. So, you know, comic books. Comic Comic book audiences have mostly stayed, and, and yeah, here's the thing, uh, I'll make a quick point of this. The comic book audience itself, and I'm, I'm, talk- I'm talking about superhero cape comic books, which had been, for, for the most part, the bulwark of publishing comic books out of New York City for the longest time. The audience stayed, not just like stayed the same, literally the generation stopped, it froze, and comic books were continually made for the same men that they just aged up and they would never renewed a readership from the bottom. I mean, I, I'm, I'm speaking in blanket terms, but one thing they didn't do was sort of look hard to see how can you get a modern audience? How do you get like women or people of color or Muslim Americans or some intersection thereof? No one ever asked those questions. If it happened, it happened accidentally or quiescently. But the idea of Sana Amanat saying, we're going to design this because we need to break the ice and do this intentionally or else it's really not going to happen for the most part. So characters like her and Miles Morales, who everybody knows from the Spider-Verse movies, and you know, the freaking TV show of this and the Spider-Verse movie, I guarantee you are more exposure for these characters than ever saw them in the comic books. That's why it's like the, the, the media portrayals of them mean more than the original comics. The comics are just there to build the IP. It doesn't matter if she's got a series, she's way more popular uh, as a TV show. So, and, and you know, and also let's go about the popularity and this is it. Her comics are YA more than other comics have been YA. I think that the mode of her first bunch of issues, I'm sure she became more of a standard superhero thing, but it's drawn by Adrian Alfona in a beautiful style, but it's very YA and G. Willow Wilson is kind of a master of YA prose. And I think that it is comics through, through the prism of something very popular, young adult fiction, which is not to say that comics haven't always been for young adults, but the idea the modality of writing the way G. Willow Wilson does, it's very intentional. And so all those things hit and it creates this phenomenon.
1: The movies and the TV shows, especially now, I mean, even back then, you know, when the Batman movies came out and the Superman movies came out, because non-comics media has so much more pull in our culture than comics, um, you know, they really dictated I remember in the waiting days of me reading comics, uh, reading the version of the Teen Titans that was happening then, and it annoyed me that they had put Cyborg and Starfire back in the, teen, in the Teen Titans, even though they were established as adults at this point. But they had to because they were in the Teen Titans cartoon. And at the same time, Superboy, they they dressed Superboy down. You remember Superboy's costume for a while? I don't even know what it is now. It was jeans and just a T-shirt with the S symbol on it yeah. because they wanted to align with Smallville, yeah. where he never wore a costume. And as a comics loyalist, that annoyed me. But come on. Again, this is Marvel. This is Disney. They got to do what they got to do. So they decided they obviously they have to align Kamala Khan with however she's going to be in Marvels in the movie or in the TV show. And how do we get there? And they decided the most dramatic way was to have her die, right? Um. So you know, whatever. Maybe uh, you know some people say it's cruel or whatever, or it's fridging. I don't quite agree, but you know, it could be wrong about that so that's why marvel's done it um why is there kerfuffle on the internet about it well you know he said for clicks but it's more than clicks it's people want to get mad people want to pick on people who are mad people want to fight people want righteous anger and grievance it's why the the maniacs and traitors on the right are like take back america and fight and you know they 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 cosplay their little gi joe fantasies that they're fighting for you know patriotism even though they're just whiny little bitches um people love this kind of controversy and they feel the need to wallow in a cesspool in order to be modern conscious people in 2023 which is just damn sad and then marvel leaked it on purpose because they want the controversy they want the attention uh you know it's why we're talking about it and that's press cycle
0: one for that cycle
1: right and that's annoying but again it's marvel they're not it's Disney. They are not, you know, philanthrop you know, this is you know, I, I, I briefly brought up the 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 situation in Florida right now where, you know, DeSantis has has uh, persecuted Disney and because, you know, his craven ambition. And Disney fought back because the dollars made sense. You know, I don't love this trend of like big multinational corporations standing up for freedom of speech and standing up for equality and standing up for, you know, LGBTQ rights because they're not doing it because it's the right thing to do. It's not their job to do it. Businesses are amoral. It is not up to a business to support, you know, justice and fairness and the good aspects of this country.
0: Oh no, no, I'm not. <laughs> Kamala, you know I'm not trying to scare you, right? Do I have to figure out my whole future before launchers? Or like? Noah, would you have liked Kamala Khan? Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan, 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 Singh. Yes, which you have liked, Khan Kamala Khan. Khan uh, when yeah, you were, Kamala when, Khan. when, if you I were know,
1: So you know, I was a real big comic geek, and more than that, in my twenties, I really considered myself a comic book intellectual. Uh, those who know me know an interesting factoid about me is I wrote my thesis in college about the history of Batman as a pop culture icon. So I really thought I had an intellectual historian's grasp of comic book history and comic book publishing. And, you know, I've I've lost the thread, but I still know more than most people, I would argue. So if something like this had happened in my 20s, I would have obviously had a deeper opinion on this instead of just rolling my eyes. And I'm sure I would have, like I do now, you know, hewed more to the the left side of it. But, you know, I think I would have, just because I'd be a creature of the time, I would have engaged in more of the supposedly righteous anger, you know. I think I would have seen more of the fridging in it because, you know, I would have been young and I would have been less cynical, right? Or, you know, maybe less wise, however you want to think about it. Um, So, yeah, I think I would have been more into it and that I would have engaged in the controversy more and even spoken my mind more vociferously, hopefully on the, you know, the correct side, or the more correct side of it, in my opinion.
0: Um,
1: and I think I would have appreciated the character more because I would have had more of an idea of, like, oh, you know, I would have cared more that comics need more female protagonists, need more young protagonists, need more, you know, non Christian square jawed white guy protagonists. And that would have been a bigger deal to me. So I would have engaged with it more. And again, I watched the TV show and I read the comic, and they were fine. So I can see a world where, like, I would have read it every month or at least every couple months, kept up with it, right? I'm sure, sure from my 20s now I'd subscribe to, what's Marvel's online?
0: Marvel Unlimited? Marvel
1: Unlimited, right. Right now I just subscribe to DC. I'm sure if I were in my 20s I'd subscribe to Marvel. So yeah, there there you go. I'd just be engaged in the situation more, but I think my opinion would mostly be the same.
0: I don't think I would have gone into this at all. I mean, I wouldn't have been plugged into the need for the character in terms of representation. But it's more that her comic books in particular, at their basis, are really about subjects. It's their light on the punching and the kicking and the sort of um, space aliens coming down and, you know, setting a black hole bomb or whatever. And it's more about how do I not disappoint my mother and father and... Uh, and it's like, it's, it's like, I get that it's so specifically chosen for that element of the story, but I, I just think of that as such YA kind of uh, domestic TV drama type shit. It's not what I've ever wanted out of my comic books. I wanted pretty solid straight up genre stuff that was just, you know, blood and guts, fun, meat and potatoes comic books with capes. And, you know, laser guns and and, and stuff like that, you know, obviously done well. But this idea, I never necessarily appreciated the soap opera elements of comics, even though I know I know they needed to be there. And again, I think back in the day, the soap opera elements very much played like soap operas in a way we don't necessarily regard them anymore. This is less soap operas. This is more like streaming you know, streaming Build TV, which is about embedded trauma. I mean, the TV show, the six episodes go hard into the Pakistani diaspora. It becomes subtextual, and then becomes textual. And it's this whole idea of like much like when we talked about um, beef the other day. This is trying to scoop up a lot of Pakistani identification in it with, you know, what is wedded to the to the immigrant experience. Even before Pakistanis came to America, they got the fuck out of India because of the partition. And so there's a lot of partition heavy referencing in this and with her powers and stuff like that. I, look, it's it's I mean, it's interesting. It's it all deserves to be there. It's just that these are not the comics that I would have ever chose to read myself. I it's not that I don't see myself in it is I truly do not find those kind of like kitchen Kitchen, what are they called? Kitchen sink issues or the, the kind of domestic drama stuff as the underpin of it never struck me as being the most interesting thing to base a comic book on, even if it's done well. Come on. Where have you been? What are you doing? I'm not recognizing you. Who is this rebellious girl sneaking out, lying to Abu and me? I'm not trying to be rebellious. And I'm trying to protect you from yourself
1: is any of this in any way a sign of marvel 90s villain apocalypse
0: no because the comic book itself is such a loss leader you know they put this stuff out it it, honestly the it's amazing that it even got over a new the reason why i took over a news cycle is because it was about this character who leapt out of the comic pages she may have a comic book presence but the people who like her aren't they don't like her because they read the comic books they like her because now they like her as a pop culture entity So I don't think that um, Marvel putting out leaking a press release and going through this little three or four month feint of her being dead until they bring her back with a different power set or like I said, the alignment of her to the... To the TV slash movie conception is certainly what they're going for. Again, right. because. By the way,
1: just to be clear, it's that her powers are different on TV than in the comic,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. and they're gonna have to be. Right. If, I mean, and that's, it doesn't matter. This is like Star- Spider Man's black costume. If anybody in the, in the fucking movie universe ever wanted to know how, where Spider Man's black comic came from, and the black costume came from in the comics, it's such Byzantine ephemera. It is so. It ridiculous. was secret wars. It was right? secret wars. It was a machine, I love like a, like a post wars. machine, on the alien planet that spat out a costume. Yeah. It's so. Yeah. It's it's comic book shit. I don't think this is a sign of the apocalypse at all. I think it's a smart plan by Sana Amana to, you know, as the phrase goes, to be the change she wanted to see in the world. And um, you know, I, I I kind of realized this, but you know, G Willow Wilson, the author, is a uh, white muslim convert i believe she's a the, convert yeah yeah from the midwest she is not a person of color i mean the bona fides is that sanaa manat is the underpin for the character but the person who is really most identified for giving her getting off the ground and, and starting her up and essentially building the, morality, the the reality of her is a white american and i have to assume that was done implicitly because she was hand-picked by sanaa manat to get this thing going generally now you know what they try to do is match creators like for like not that it it doesn't preclude white people writing black characters and so on and so forth um but i'm surprised that even at this late stage i feel like this if this was done today uh that would be that the writer would certainly be a pakistani american writer are
1: you sure are you sure
0: i think that it's different than 10 years ago and i think that the representation is a little more strict people would have been much more inside the lines with it than they were it wasn't i don't think in 2013 it was like People cared, I'm sure, but it wasn't like the drive to now is like well let's make goddamn sure that the person who writes this comic looks like the but person inside but of it.
1: but she co-wrote it with a Muslim person. With she a, did with she Sana did Ma- yes right. and,
0: and I think it's yeah. fine. I think it's fine. I'm just saying I think that yeah, the, I think they right. would make different choices okay. now. Um, no it's it, you know like let's let's get the uh, nothing that comes of uh, Miss Marvel, nothing that comes of Kamala Khan, I don't think could be considered a sign of the apocalypse generally.
1: Yeah, I really disagree. First of all, I roll, uh, again, a few aspects here. Marvel doing this, I roll my eyes. Apocalypse is a harsh term, but I do think this devalues storytelling the telling me to care, not making me care. The killing, someone, you know, the death, the sorrow, all the characters of the Marvel Universe crying. You know, there's a way to make the death in comics trope have value. Right, like uh, ten years ago or whatever, where they killed Batman, killed Bruce Wayne, and uh, uh, Dick Grayson. You know, Nightwing, the first Robin, became Batman for a while, and it made you know. I read some of that. Again, I don't read comics, but I, I dipped into that a little just because I'm a Batman nut, and that made for good storytelling. Even though we always knew that Bruce Wayne would come back at one point, right? I remember when they killed Superman. fantastically dramatic story, but this just feels lazy and cynical, and it's why comics lost me. Um, you know, I'll give them credit. They weren't thinking, aha, we'll kill a Muslim. We'll kill our one Muslim character, it'll get horrible people on both sides screaming and yelling, and that'll get us attention. I mean, maybe they were, and that's even worse. So yeah, I think that's negative, slightly negative, possibly very negative. But the real apocalyptic thing here is what we've talked about was so every time we have a topic of controversy or something people are gossiping about. Everybody wants to be mad, and they want to be mad over stupid shit or conflate serious shit with useless shit. Yes, be mad over racism. Yes, be mad over sexism. But – and you could say this is the tip of the spear. Okay, I guess there's – we could have that debate. But everyone immediately turns it up to 11, so everything gets just devalued, and, and people stop paying attention to it. You know, frankly, if if you're saying the issue is that they killed a female Muslim comic book character, you are you are conflating the real issues of racism and sexism with something that is just you know a stupid or perhaps you know meaningless business decision, and you are you are hurting the cause in my opinion. And then of course you're just in- encouraging the maniacs who live to just own the libs. Everyone loses. Everyone loses. Khan, you've got Genesis.
0: But you don't have me. You are going to kill me, Khan. You're going to have to come down here. All right, now let's bring it on for our last two mm-hmm. segments. What about jealousy? Yeah. Is there any aspect of envy in dealing with Miss Marvel? Not at all.
1: I mean, while I, if I were still in comics, while I might have appreciated the character, you know, not being a Muslim female teenager, she wouldn't have, you know, filled a gap in my reading that I felt was needed to fill. I am so glad that controversies like this didn't exist when I was a kid. Oh, my God, am I glad social media didn't exist when I was a kid? You know, feeling the need to keep up, to take a side, to get angry. I mean, back then, I dreamed that comics would have mainstream, legit attention. I dreamed there'd be movies and TV series about B-level and C-level DC and Marvel characters. I thought that's all I could ever hope for. But now I'm old enough to realize I was way better off when they didn't. You know, again, like, remember when you were slightly connected topic Star Wars right when we were kids there were three movies there were a bunch of toys a few books right that was enough it was was an
0: ideal ideal world
1: right and now there's just too fucking much and you probably have anxiety keeping up and you gotta have an opinion on every topic and something's gonna piss you off and something's gonna offend you and some horrible person is going to twist something and make it mean something you don't think it means or something that upsets you or something that you think is, is downright horrible. It's just too much. And I'm just – I'm glad we lived in – I know everyone feels this way, but fine. I'm feeling it. I'm old. I'm glad we lived in a simpler world when we were.
0: I have an element of jealousy, in particular, about Sana Manat because I've heard her name for years. She worked. I, she's not. I don't think she's currently working in Marvel, the comic book end. I think she's somehow in entertainment. Um, she may be working in the feature film division or TV. She kind of graduated from um, you know floppies, as we call them, print uh, print print monthlies. And it's, it makes sense, but she always occurred to me that she was a very smart person. She was a poli-sci graduate. She went to Columbia or something like that. Um, any interview I've ever seen with her, she did a TED Talk. She sounds like one of the smartest people you know. I mean, it seems so weird because I wanted to get into comics so badly when I was younger. And, you know, I'm an idiot with just the basic of college education and a decent high school education, but nothing more than that. There's no genius to my name. And it's like, oh, here's somebody like a master's degree from from Columbia, and then she goes into comic books, the same job I wanted. And it's like, isn't that like way overqualified? At one point, I just thought that, you know what, if you if you can get in as, as an apprentice and you sort of work under somebody, you learn the trade. And it's like, you didn't need a fucking master's degree to get into comic books. It, I mean, things have become so overvalued that it's like a job is as insignificant as a comic book editor, you would need those kind of credentials. Uh, she's she's. Cock on the walk. Sana Mana puts her money where her mouth is. And so she's the kind of person I wish I could have been in comics. And it seems like she makes great decisions. She was in a very good catbird seat uh, for a long time. And again, I don't exactly know what she's up to at the moment. But that's like the one aspect uh, that I can sort of think of off the top of my head. All right. Now tell me about the scale, Noah, the fallopian scale. Where does this line up in all the topics we talked about? So
1: as, as regular listeners know. I always like to compare like to like, you know, as we as we place our topic on the scale of all the topics we've ever talked about. So I started looking at, you know, things that got people upset and got people talking and caused controversy some level or other. Um so here we go. Chinese balloons. Remember Chinese balloons? How could you forget? America yes. And and Joe Biden's the worst president of all time and we need to bring back the the raving traitors maniac. Yeah, okay. So Chinese balloons times 0.8, 80% of Chinese balloons, right? Minus the Netflix password crackdown. Whatever happened to that? Are they doing that? Are they actually. Yeah.
0: Well, they, they haven't. Again, they they they're just sort of in between gauging what they're going to do with the okay. controversy. All right. They're figuring it All out. All
1: right. I see. So Chinese balloons, eighty percent of Chinese balloons minus the Netflix crackdown plus one point two times the Adam Levine sexting controversy.
0: Wow, there's some some real Planck's constant type shit here
1: right yeah. i went deep into that i had to use imaginary numbers to come
0: up with that damn i i, only, I can only imagine it imaginary numbers
1: well you know i'm an MIT. I, I, our team of mit trained mathematicians who work in i don't get to the pop culture get off my long cast headquarters i guess you know we, we spent
0: hours on that bill hours this is what uh, dragons and numbers have in common imaginary right uh so i uh i i'm not gonna pick like and like as as i don't tend to do but look i I, the character the phenomenon is 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 great even if i just is not for me but i can i can certainly appreciate the value of um you know i liked it well enough but i just it's not the kind of thing i'm going going back and forth to. so i actually picked a a comp as we say in the business to something i think no one knows a little more about than i do i made me think of taylor tomlinson I just saw her live. That's what made me think of it, yes. The other
1: week, she was, oh man, if you have the opportunity, she is a pro. She's touring now, really good. She's yeah. a great comedian. Did you, and big you thumbs Did up you her. pick,
0: you, that was from the episode that you stuck with her essentially from our episode? Did you know about well, her? Well, I
1: liked her from the episode and then a friend of mine just happened to mention, she's like, oh, I have two tickets and my boyfriend can't go. And I'm like, I think maybe I mentioned her and she's like, oh, do you want to come with me? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay, Cool. Really good. Highly recommend.
0: All right, I think that takes us to the end of the episode. Um, we just got that shit out of the way, so I'm going to close it up now. By saying this, you can find past episodes of this show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher, Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill. Don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review. That's how people find new episodes. I say this every week. It's just boilerplate type. I'm on Twitter <laughs> at William Scurry. You
1: should record this and just play it. And no, it doesn't work that the, way.
0: It's got to be spontaneous. Uh, youtube.com slash am caesar that's where you'll find all the stuff that i've made and clips i put up and other funny goof-em-ups and uh here's noah uh check out bigquizthing.com
1: the finest in corporate and private trivia events nationwide worldwide yep uh in-person virtual hybrid uh we're booking for the summer now summer summer's looking good summer's looking good folks summer is often the busy season for us and i'm optimistic uh Getting some, getting some big names on our client lists to add to the big names we already got. We've been doing this shit twenty years. Do so you mean like actual event?
0: like long names or like the long company names,
1: law firms with seventeen partners? That, those are the
0: big names, yeah.
1: Those are the the big name the the the, the Andre the giant foundation Polish last names like names. like Galawikits and stuff like that. Yes, exactly. Big 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 names. Yeah. Uh, we just booked a six event series for JPMorgan Chase. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. You like that? You're welcome. Okay. I set that up.
0: Yeah. No, you didn't.
1: Uh, anyway, bigquisting.com. Check it out. Uh, you know, inquire today. Uh, customize proposal. Customize uh, consultation. Take a little sample quiz. Have a good time. And I personally am on the gram of Insta at the Noah Tarnum.
0: So until the next episode, where we conjure a stunt, wherein we kill Noah just for three Episodes and bring them back even more popular than before. We We don't get it. it.
1: A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.